nobody messes with my meat. Alright troops, welcome to episode 45 of the Tyrol Hack Podcast. I'm your man Chris Gillian and joining me for the first time in almost three years is my lovely wife and gaming indifferent wife, uh, Louise Gillian. Hello Louise. Hello Chris. Thanks. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm tired. How are you? We're all tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm all good. All good. Same old, same old. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we've done... A podcast. It's been a while since I've That's done a That's a weird time. I didn't realise it was, like, considering she would have been just over six months at that point, Serena. Yeah. That seems like the last thing I would have wanted to do when she was six months old. Maybe I must have had a rare Yeah, I think the gimmick of... was that I wanted to kind of finally try and get you back. And I'm sure if we go back to it now, we'll talk about how, oh, we've not been on for a while because we've had a kid, blah, 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 blah. But then, obviously, just life has just been just a series of things happening like since then and like obviously there's not been a lot of time free time for either of us um especially last year's just been chaos for me um so that's been why the site kind of took a a brief uh holiday <laughs> i suppose you'd say for the last year um but yeah how are you how, how how's your how's your gaming going <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you think i even played a game oh it was forza the other night and I was yeah. humbled by the fact that Serena's already better than me. <laughs> and you were like, you, I can't remember what you were saying, but I was I was managing to do donuts, I think, when I wasn't you weren't meaning trying to. to. Yeah, I was too harsh on the stick, wasn't I? Just a bit. Yeah, yeah she's... Serena goes the... She's three and a half now at this point, and she's, we kind of gave her the controller for the first time uh, recently for Forza uh, Horizon 5, and I basically took it to the middle of the desert. In it and just said go wild basically and she learns the accelerator and she's learned the steering but they, she she either goes massive extremes where she'll just jam left or jam right forever and get you dizzy like she'll go in the river but and she just does it on purpose forever. though she yeah, knows yeah. how to she do what she's do doing yeah. or she'll do really really subtle movements and it's like oh that's actually really good yeah um, which I wasn't able to do which so. you can't do because you like oversteer all the time which is quite funny um but yeah, so there we go. Um, the reason, this is the very last time I'll say this, because I've said it a couple of times on Twitter now, but I haven't said it on Tyrell Hack yet. The reason the site's been dead for um, about a year now is just, like, the my situation at the start of 2021 is very different to what my situation is now. Because at the time I was working two days a week at the government um, and then took on two books for the year. Uh, my N64 encyclopedia and Jumping for Joy, which is a kind of platformer book, uh, which is out in a few months. Um, and at the time, it was like the plan was to spend two days a week doing my full time, my, my, my doing my part time job, and then spend the other three days a week doing freelance in the books. And then by the end of January, <laughs> I'd accepted a full time job at VGC, and that just kind of fucked the plan. Um, basically, so this year has been carnage because it's been juggling Which one last year, yeah, yeah, this past year, sorry, twenty twenty one, because it's been juggling a full time job now and two books. Um, so yeah, then that was that was beyond my limits. I think safe to say. Um, but yeah, this year is fine. This year's back to one book, uh, Dreamcast Encyclopedia, and I'm kind of taking my time with it as much as you can take your time with a book that takes a year to write. Um, and yeah, it'll be fine. Which is why the site's back and why everything's here and all, all good again. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So well, we're getting to go places again. So we're getting to go places again. I'm not. Well, <clears throat> I'm, you're getting to go to places with me. Yeah, so you, 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 were, you were great in taking her loads of places where I locked myself in the games room and just kept writing like an absolute bastard for the last year. But now like, we're going to the aquarium tomorrow and stuff like that. We can actually do <clears throat> stuff again in the weekend, which is certainly ideal. Mm. Um, but yeah, all good. Um, it's been an interesting few days for me as well, just in that I had to protect my tweets. Because I started getting an onslaught of abuse from arseholes, so that was that was a fun time. Um, but hey, I know I just yeah, it's strange. You know me, I don't. I mean, how many? I'd have to check to see how many followers I have on Twitter. You it must like be like thirty or forty 10. or something. No, I don't. How you do? Because every now and then, every every now and then, I'll mention you and say, "Hey, everyone, here's Louise." And then some people just who listened to this three years ago go, "Oh, that's his wife," and then follow you. And, and then get definitely then bored because I didn't realize you say absolutely nothing ever. Oh, I commented on one last year. I think. <laughs> yeah, <well done. laughs> um, I just, I mean, you know me. I, l- I have a look at what's going on, but it's just such a cesspit. I just can't be bothered. Yeah. Engaging with it, really. I mean, I, I uh, need it for my job. I'm really um, supposed to. <clears throat> to be right? honest, I'm supposed to be tweeting about the stuff I'm doing, but oh. there's. I know, but nobody really, like people haven't really for a while. So, yeah. But would you want to tell people what you're doing now then, so that you can help promote it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's internal stuff just now. So. Oh, get you. Um, you signed an NDA. <laughs> maybe should have. Maybe. maybe. Um, so yeah, so that's that's. Hopefully, you're now caught up. I'm sure I'll put a thing on the site at some point, pretty soon, like formally announcing its return because all I've done since it came back is my best of 2021 feature and now this podcast is the second thing but I've not actually said by the way the site's back <laughs> like on the site itself no no um, so yeah. I, I really should do a thing basically um, emphasising that the, the, the site going forward is going to like 90% focus on retro now um, because all, the majority of my modern coverage will be on VGC because it's my job um, I'm not going to write something about modern games and put it on the site when it could go on VGC and get more eyeballs. get a lot more eyeballs and actually be part of my job. Um it, it's pointless kinda the site's designed for just my own kind of writing that I kinda mess about with I can swear on the site, I can do all the kind of stuff. Um I was sure that you said that last year though you were the the last time you did a refresh you said it was gonna be mostly retro stuff anyway. So it shouldn't I think be I'd, a big surprise. No, anyway. it shouldn't be a big surprise. I mean I, I I kind of mentioned it at the time that it'd be a mix of old and new. But now at the time at that time I didn't have the VGC job and now I do. Um and all the new coverages basically when I'd started that was a bit mental, my kind of film review site, which is back now as well, I should add. Um, the point of it was like an escape from my day job, which at the time was games journalism. I can't remember. I don't think it was on. Yeah, it would have been on on ONM maybe when it started. Um, certainly when I was on CVG as well. And it was like you, you would write about video games all day and then it, it becomes a job. Even though it's a great job, it's still a job. And you get home at night, you don't want to write about video games anymore. So that's why I did the, my horror film site because that was the fun... I say fun. That 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 was the bit where I could kind of relax. That was the hobby. Kind that was of a thing, hobby. Yeah. That was when I could relax and write what I want without worrying about what traffic it's going to get or whether it's got good SEO or whether I'm making like not stepping on people's toes or anything like that. So it's the same deal here. Like VGC is where every day I write about modern happenings in the video game world, and 
uh, at night and at weekends I, I, I don't want to write more like, <laughs> so I just write retro stuff because that's the other thing I like so I'll be juggling retro and horror films they're, they're both kind of on the go now which is good um, so yeah so the, the site will be mainly retro I'll do the occasional daft like I used to do fake E3 scripts uh, which went down quite well I'll, I'll do those again and those are obviously modern because it's E3 but they would never go on VGC because it's so tonally different uh, from what oh people uh, yeah maybe a Offensive, but no, it's mean, not offensive. But, but VGC like is a, a fairly straight laced news yeah. site, and and that's what we're best at. Um, and so suddenly going, hey guys, here's a fake script, and and the whole joke on Tyrell Hack was that I never said it was fake. It was just like we found the leaked Xbox script, and even on Tyrell Hack, some people thought it was real. I said, it's clearly not real. It's just <laughs> mental. We've got um, Hideo Kojima coming down in a zip wire like Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, and then telling everyone to piss off it's like it, cl- it clearly was fake but you still had some people say why are you sharing this just before E3 can you not just let people enjoy it it's like, shut <laughs> up so putting it on VGC would just be carnage from the start because you get even more people thinking it's real or, or, or saying oh, I thought VGC was respectable this is clearly bullshit and they fell for it and I was like, it's not worth it let's keep mm-hmm. it on my, on my site um, so yeah the, mostly retro but like with dabbling with kind of weird stuff and I asked on Twitter a few um, about a week or two ago what kind of stuff do you want to see on Tyrell Hack and most people said kind of slightly more obscure retro stuff uh, there, was, there was a good mix of people voted for loads of different things but that was the kind of the clear leader was like everyone writes about Zelda and Mario and all that kind of stuff but I, I, people seem to want because I'm doing these books and stuff and digging up all this weird shit they want to know about stuff they might not know about so that's what I'm kind of going to focus on I think they know that you've got some strange consoles too that not everybody has as yeah, well yeah exactly right? I'm sure people want to I say, I'm sure that, uh, I'm hoping people want to see 3DO games and CDI games and Amiga CD32 games and all kind of weird shit like that um, and that's what you're going to get basically <laughs> so if you're hoping for a retrospective on Ocarina of Time tough boss <laughs> it's, it's not, you should do it and play your Ocarina though do you know where it is? It's upstairs in the game. You, you, you got me yeah. an ocarina, didn't you? Um, I can't really play yeah. much on it. Sadly, I'm not very good tried. at it. I tried, mate. <laughs> you did. Listen, every time, every time, every time, every time you leave the it? house, I get the ocarina out and get a wee. <laughs> yeah, get a yeah, that was a stroke of inspiration. That present, considering I didn't even know that for sure was what it was. Do you remember? Mm. I was like, I kind of think that's a. A thing from Zelda. Yeah, because well, it was some like cool art market in some like cool district of Beijing, and I was just like, it was like a whole little shop that that's all they sold. It was ocarinas. Yeah, that's well, a good one. It's, it's high quality as far as ocarinas go. Yeah, it did seem like that was it's high know. quality. Um, so this is just to kind of uh, to ease us back, just to kind of say, hey guys, the podcast is back, well, but preferably not saying it opening it with hey guys because that makes me sound like I was going to say that makes me sound hey like a, a middle-aged parent but that is actually yeah. what I am well remember you used to always make fun of me because every phone message I used to leave for you was hey <laughs> every time I called you you'd go hey <laughs> um, which was definitely hilarious um, so yeah so what I did earlier today was basically say to people hey 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 uh, the <laughs> podcast coming back hit me with some questions on any subject but preferably games and yeah, but I'd, I'd do better with other subjects. I know, well, well, I'm afraid everyone's come back with games. <laughs> so so I'm going to, for every one of these game questions, I'm going to ask you to answer first, just to see where we're at in terms of game knowledge, right? So, 
Louise, if you'll come closer to the mic, please, mm-hmm. so that people can actually hear you. Um, Balladier asks, are NFTs in gaming inevitable or how do we stop them? Yeah, I think they probably are inevitable, right? What do you mean like being able to buy one within the game? Well, that's, or that's, just related to gaming? Because surely the related ones have already happened, have they not? Yeah, and yeah. There's, there's very early rumblings of putting them in big budget games that like Ubisoft started giving away NFTs of weapons in games and no one gives a shit about them. So that's kind of a positive sign. Um, I mean, my personal answer is the the it's inevitable because everyone's going to dip into it. But it's still it. shit. Um, like recently we had Sega signed a registered a trademark for Sega NFT. Konami just made, I can't remember the exact figure, but it's something like, in fact, I'll tell you right now what the exact figure is. Konami have been selling kind of retro NFTs based on uh, Castlevania. So one of them's like, some of them like animations, uh, but it's just video clips of the gameplay footage and like and an image of the of the map from Castlevania. So Konami's earned 162 grand selling 14 different NFTs. But 162 grand isn't that much for a company like Konami, and you've got to hope that that might actually, on a in a headline sense, that looks like a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure mobs like this are expecting to make millions off them, and that might actually make them think, you know, this isn't actually worth. 162 grand if we if the amount of backlash we're going to get um because that's the thing like they, these things they're, they're getting backlash but what kind of backlash what a do you lot. mean well ubisoft like, what, what when ubisoft announced though? when ubisoft announced they were adding nfts and they did their thing the trailer went up um and like significantly negative feedback in terms of youtube likes and dislikes it was like one of the most, one of the worst ratios for likes and dislikes in like the history of video game YouTube. But do you think um, people will stop playing Ubisoft games because of it though? If it if it keeps up, if it gets to the point that it's so intrusive in games that mm. everyone gets an NFT and that's you, have, then then yeah, people, are, I'm I'm not going to play a game that's got um, loads of NFTs in it. I'm, I'm got no interest at all in what's clearly a money making scam. Um, and those weapons that they're giving people aren't selling that well at all on the marketplaces uh, where they can kind of resell them um, and that's a good sign because ultimately these mobs, they, they, they can talk a good game all they like and say oh this is great for game ownership because you'll own a unique weapon that, that you can say is yours and blah blah blah, blah. there's a load of shit um, they're just saying it because um, they want to make money basically the studio that was making Stalker 2 did the same um, recently. They said, oh, we're going to do NFTs in our game and you can uh, own a part of the game by being a, an NPC, like a non-playable character. You'll be, maybe be a barman in the game or you maybe be a... And everyone's just like, piss off, you can do that anyway. You can do a, just do a competition where the winner becomes a character in the game. Don't pretend that they're owning a piece of the game because one day that game servers are going to get cut off and the game's going to disappear and they don't own anything. Same with this AI voice thing that um, Troy Baker's um, pushing just now. Saying, oh, you can own a voice and, and, and make it do whatever you want, the AI. But it has to use our web-based AI tool. And as, well, as soon as that goes down and that company goes bust, you don't own anything. You're renting it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the point, that they're not making a lot of money just now in the grand scheme of things. Fair enough, Konami's making... Um, 160 grand selling fucking shitey wee animations like 8-bit Castlevania games but um, is 162 grand worth 
the backlash that you're going to get from the fans is, is it really but it's not like they're turning over millions because of it and it's like yeah I think to be honest until you see some sort of consequences like financial consequences that like people literally are not buying the games anymore mm. um, then you know they might change their arm at it because 12 that was that average of 12,000 pounds yeah for or twelve thousand dollars on average Who's of twelve thousand assholes because they think who has that kind of money to but, spend but people, on it's a ridiculous kind of scam because people think we could we do the kitchen but people think it's an investment that. people think this is a a, a growing trend and well, they can then they can then resell it for more it's like well no because if you've bought a fucking the the the, the most expensive. The, the best selling one, let me just bring up VGC, videogameschronicle.com, the, the, the best news site in video games, if I do say so myself. Um, the biggest selling one was an artwork based on the map of Dracula's castle from the original Castlevania. See if you go on vgmaps.com right now, that map's sitting there for nothing and you can just look at it. But Konami's decided to fuck it up on this site. And it sold for twenty six and a half thousand dollars. So what's special about that? That's nothing. Not on that. Absolutely nothing is special about it. What do you even get for an F- NFT? You you, you, own, a, a you special, own a receipt. Like a that, you own a receipt that says you own that. Art. So could you sue somebody? Well, we can't sue that site, can you? I mean, what what no, site is that? No, VG VG Maps just basically takes the the game itself has the map of Dracula's castle in it. Yeah. Bef- between each stage, so Simon Belmont walks you... past and you see the map. Yeah. So they've just basically lifted that sprite and put it on a JPEG or whatever and, and put a wee bit of art next to it and says, there you go. And someone's went, oh, cheers, here's 26 grand for it or whatever it was. And it's moronic. And, and they, they literally think it's so that because there'll be a bigger moron to buy it off them for more money further down the line. And I've said this before on Twitter, you can tell it's a kind of pyramid scheme thing because people by and large 99% of people who are in on it and sold on the idea of NFTs mention NFTs in their Twitter bio because that's basically that's become their it's become what defines them because their entire life is now dedicated to making sure they make a profit in these things well they think that they get it and no one else everyone else is too dumb to understand it and it's in their best interest to make everyone else understand it because if nobody else buys in there's literally nobody else to buy them off them so their job now is to convince everybody else that this isn't a load of bullshit so that people go oh okay I'll buy it this is what I don't understand about the comparison to the the art world as well. It's like some people have said, oh, well, this is a way of like artists and stuff to get, because you can get NFTs of paintings and stuff as well, yeah. right? But it's like, if you bought a painting that you really loved and displayed it and you got a lot out of it, right? You displayed it on your wall. Yeah. You know, okay, there might be a part of you that was like you paid to for it to increase value, but at the end of the day, you still had something that... Yeah. You would get. Into, I mean, are they really saying that that JPEG of a map is going to give you as much enjoyment as an original piece of art that you might put on your wall that would cost you twenty six grand? It's no, like, and, and even when you look at the, 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 the when the NFTs were first kind of kicking off like in a reasonably big way, stuff like people were putting an old shit up and saying this is an NFT. The guy who owned. Charlie bit my finger video. They put that up as an NFT. So hey, would you like Everybody's to? Everybody's seen that, it? and it made money. Let me just go on much it made. Like that thing made money. It came up with Charlotte bit my finger. Charlie, Jesus, bit 
my finger NFT sold for over seven hundred thousand dollars, <gasps> and it's like I can go on YouTube and watch it now. Can we not do something like that? But I don't have anything. Seven hundred k. No, see, you're falling for it. I don't know. I don't want to buy other people's. I just want to make that money. We don't have anything that viral. Like if we own something, maybe I could NFT my Scottish Pokemon video. Yeah, we make fifty. <laughs> make bucks. enough to buy a fish supper with it. Um, yeah, it's it's. But what does that it's mean? It's disgusting. I basically, mean, not that this is trying to turn into an NFT podcast. No. But say okay, so say for example, you did that, right? Yeah. The did would that mean that you would have to take it off of YouTube because you wouldn't own it anymore? No, because it's still there. Someone would basically technically own it, but all they get is a receipt saying they own it. It's still there. Yeah, but couldn't they then sue you if you kept it up? Because they say, "Hold on, you sold that to me." I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, I mean, it, it, it's the equivalent of buying the Mona Lisa, but instead you just get a bit of paper that says you own you own the Mona Lisa. You don't actually get the Mona Lisa. It's like timeshare in a Mona Lisa, yeah, isn't it? And, and, you, and you get like you can you can be given a. A print of the Mona Lisa that you can put up in your wall, but the original still stays in the Louvre. <laughs> Behind like, a little velvet robe. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are other ones that are like unique, and you you get to keep it. But what's the, there's no point in it. It's it's like, and especially you can tell the scams grown arms and legs now because you're starting to see people combining NFTs. There's something where they're selling like NFT creatures, and you can combine them both to breed your NFT creatures and get a totally unique NFT creature they say well they might be fucking unique in the first place so make it, it doesn't make it more unique they're doing it with this audio thing as well that Troy Baker's chilling um, well that uh, oh you can create an AI You, you we're, we're dropping I can't remember it's like 8,888 or something unique AI voices and you buy one and then that voice is yours to do whatever you want with to make it give you voiceovers on YouTube or whatever um, or you can buy two and merge them together to make a totally unique voice and so it was maybe unique in the first place so what are you yeah. talking about you absolute morons ah, anyway so yeah that was the first I was going to say maybe we need to that's a really on, depressing cause... question mm-hmm. sorry um, quick one Baldia says what did you think of Monster Hunter Rise if I recall you're quite new to the series Louise if I recall you're quite new to Monster Hunter Rise what did you think of it I was going to say, please don't tell me. Is that the one? Here we go. No, that's not. What are you thinking? What's of? the one that um, you only played because Zelda was in it, and you'd never played it before? But he was, but Link was fighting a bunch of people in it. Are you thinking of Dynasty Warriors? Mm, maybe Hyrule. Something Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, it's not the same thing, is no. it? Okay. Um, Most Hunter Rise is one where you. Uh, basically make your own guy and then, or girl uh, and run about like an open world kind of going out and attacking monsters and like really long Are boss you fights. That to me? You no, have. I don't think so. Uh, the answer to your question, Baldir, is I haven't really played it much yet. <laughs> I started it the other day. I made Jake McBake in it like I always do. Mm. Um, and then just something came up and it got in the way. But I do plan on properly getting started soon because I'm a sucker for a crossover and Capcom's put loads of Capcom outfits and stuff in it and, and even done crossovers with Sega and that. There's like, Pretty sure. Is that bullshit? Is there a Sonic costume in it? Maybe that's bullshit, but certainly Mega Man's in it and Street Fighter costumes are in it and uh, Okami costumes. So yeah, I'm going to start. You have playing to pay it. ten grand for them as well. No, no, there, there's a free. I think you'll find that's oh. the, bar- the bargain of the century. <laughs> um, Louise Balladier says again to me, but I'm directing it to you. 
What are you most looking forward to in 2022? Well, he doesn't want to know what I say about that, though, is he? How do you know it's a he? I don't know. Outrageous. Dear. Um, what, 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 what in general are you looking forward to in 2022? I'm looking forward to the fact that you're not having two books and, you know, that we're going to actually <laughs> be able to do stuff. I really, really want to go to Canada, like you know, mm, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I mean, it's hard to look forward to something that's not actually booked in the calendar, but... Well, especially because we don't know what the world's going to be like in X number of months' time. There might be another variant and it might be stuffed again. I get it. I, I, I get I get the point in principle, but I'm just saying, like, if we get another thing like Omicron, but it actually is a bad one this time... Um, that that is actually. I know, but we can't dangerous. not go for years. Because I know, of... I know, but I'm just saying. No, I'm just being in terms of them locking countries down and stuff again. That we might not be allowed to go to Canada. Yeah, in which case we'll get our money back for the tickets. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and finally, Baldir says, "What are the odds on kicking sand getting a PlayStation Five HD remaster?" You're not going to say what you're most looking forward to in 2022. You never answered that. Oh, I didn't answer the question, no. did I? Uh, just the, the idea of going to Canada and getting on a plane just threw me. Mm, um, I can feel that. Well, most looking forward to in 2022. <sighs> to be honest, I'd, um, there was something, I can't remember what it was, but it was quite kind of left field. People, I, I'm sure I said it on Twitter before and people want to, oh, the Warner Brothers multiverses. I'm really curious to see what happens with that because like I said already, I'm a sucker for a, a crossover. I mean, obviously stuff like Breath of the Wild 2, if it does come out at the end of the year and Stuff like that. The, the big ones go without saying. Gran Turismo Seven, I'm looking forward to, but Multiverses is the one I'm keeping my own my eye on because it could be like in a dark horse. It it could actually be a pretty big deal depending on what other characters are put in it. Um, so That's one of those things that could yeah just grow arms grow arms and legs. Yeah. Wouldn't it? What about that Tommy Tellerico? Oh yeah, the the Amico. Amico, I was going to say, I know it's Tal- not the Amiga, the but... Tommy Tallarico Amico. <laughs> um, Is that finally coming out this year? Yep, apparently they're starting production now. Uh, they better be, I've got eight games for no, upstairs. No, you do. <laughs> I still <laughs> can't believe you bought games for something you didn't even have. Listen, day one, every time. Um... Yeah, that, yeah, I'm cu- I'm curious about that. I don't know if looking forward to is, is the phrase that I'm curious. If you want to know more about the Amico, um, podcast 43... Has like a really long hour long interview with me and Tommy Tallarico, the um, CEO of Intellivision, where he talks about the upcoming Amico console, which is still upcoming. <laughs> yeah, that later. was like almost a year um, ago. But he's got there's some interesting ideas there. It's just whether it carries off because it looks quite underpowered. Uh, but that, as someone who likes retro games, underpowered doesn't bother me. It's just whether the, the quality of the games. Um, kind of shines through so I'll need to wait and see but um, I've got one ordered so when it turns up I'll give like my proper I'm also looking forward to the new the Amiga Mini the people who did the C64 Mini are doing an Amiga one now um, which I'm looking forward to as well so that's that now answer Balladier and don't dodge the question <laughs> what are the odds on kicking sand getting a that's a really niche reference now because only a few people it's been from more than three years listened, ago yeah. yeah because it was one of the first podcasts we did in our old <laughs> flat you you mentioned kicking sand um <laughs> I can't even remember what the joke was um but yeah apparently now kicking sand TM it should be TM is now so popular that it now needs a PlayStation 5 remaster would you sign off on that <laughs> only if I get to put NFTs in it that I can sell for oh, twelve thousand dollars. Absolute bastard. Hey, um, I want some of that dollar dollar. <clears throat> I bet you do. 
One Hoop 64, a brilliant name, uh, says, What unknown games do you think Nintendo will release in 2022? Louise. Unknown games? Yeah. So well, a the games I know. I know, but well, like Yoshi, Yoshi's Eggs. <laughs> Yoshi's Eggs, too. <laughs> I'd play the hell out of that, you know. That. Well, you know, considering Yoshi's Egg 1 didn't exist. Well, if they brought out, what's it actually called? Yoshi, did you say? Yoshi or Mario and Yoshi, depending on the. Okay, well, so if they brought that out on. What, on the Switch or something? Yeah. I'd play that. I'd give it a go. So that's what you think Nintendo Yoshi's will release like, a yeah. sequel to Yoshi slash Mario and Yoshi. Wow. Have they ever done that? No. Has it ever only been on Game Boy? It's only ever been... No, it was on NES as well, but then they did a... The only other... Oh, no, it was Yoshi's Cookie. The Tetris DS had a puzzle mode that was based on Yoshi's Cookie, but it wasn't Yoshi's... Uh, they said Yoshi's that head. That good. Me. Um, in terms of me, I'd, I'd, I don't... No, obviously, because the whole point of them being unknown. But it says, <laughs> do I think? Um, I'm trying to think, is there any more Wii U stuff that's still coming? Star Fox Zero, maybe. Um, hasn't had a Switch port yet. What um, about that thing that came out with the Wii U that we played for a bit? That had the little guys that ran about. Nintendo Land. Is that what that was? That was really good, but it was so... Um, it, it revolved so much around using the Wii U as a second screen. Oh, you wouldn't be able to do that. It would be really hard then. for them to kind of mm. recreate that, short of putting a second screen in the corner or something like that, but that wouldn't really work. Um, which is a shame because it's a really good game, but yeah, I don't see how that would work um, other than online, I suppose. But um, Although it could work in terms of... It could work as a multiplayer-only title where everyone just played on their own Switch, so then technically everyone's got their own screen. That's probably the only way I could see it working. Um, also, do you think the previously announced 2022 games from Nintendo will actually come out this year? I'm not sure about Zelda. Uh, Bayonetta, probably. Um, all the rest, kind of depending. Like Kirby has now been given a March date. There's a new Kirby coming out in March. So it's a 3D platformer. Good, yeah. So that'll be good. Um, so yeah, we'll see. In terms of unknown stuff, I don't know. Um, it could be anything, but um, the fact that Nintendo's opening a new... Um, development studio where the old Japanese headquarters used to be. Mm. Uh, they've started building that just now, so it looks like they're going all in and making a shitload of games. So, in hopefully, four, five, three, three, four, five years time, we'll start to see the fruits of that, and they'll just start throwing games at us like with panache. Um, Eight Bit Assassin asks Louise if Konami was going to revive one of their classic franchises and release a good brand new entry. Which would you hope to see the most for a bit assassin? It'd be Suikoden. Is that how you say that? Suikoden. I'm assuming so. Um, Who's going to revive one of their classic? What's your favourite Konami game? Which ones are? What Konami games are? Konami. There? I'm thinking Konami of your era would be. Did teen- they do that Battle Toads? No, that was Trade West, and yeah. then later rare. Konami was um, around about that era. Tiny Toons games, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games, Turtles in Time. Uh, the ISS games, Double Dribble, Blades of Steel. Um, I played the Turtles games. What about the Simpsons ones? Did they not do those? The Simpsons. Yeah, Konami did the arcade Simpsons game. Just did the arcade they? one. Yeah, I quite like that. You up for that one? Yeah. Have they not done that before? Recently? Oh, it's got the Simpsons. Has EA still got the Simpsons? I think so, because they do tapped out the mobile. I think, yeah. Um, it's not been a good Simpsons game for a long time, so that would be a good one. Um, for me, I'd like to see the return of international superstar soccer, not <laughs> pro ever, well, not eFootball or whatever they're doing now, but I want to see them going arcade style and bringing that one back. 
Um, or alternatively, a remake of Snatcher, which is one of my favourite games of all time. Um, and hasn't been re-released since it was on the Mega CD. Um, nearly done. John Elliott asks, Am I mad, Louise? I'm just adding your name <laughs> here these questions. Or did I hear something was being done with the Ridge Racer licence? Is he mad or did he hear that something's been done with Ridge Racer? I was mm-hmm. reading the next bit. That's two separate questions, isn't it? Do you know of anything that's been done with the Ridge Racer licence? I've heard you mention it, but I can't remember if it's because no, you just covered nothing, it. Nothing to my knowledge has been done with the Ridge Yo, Racer license. Is that in a recent book that you talked about Ridge Racer then? I just talk about Ridge Racer a lot because I love it. <laughs> okay. There hasn't been a good Ridge Racer game. It's the last, what does that game look like? It's a proper arcade-style racing game. It's like, um, but not like you know it, if you saw it. it. No, it's not Melly. It's, it's more about drifting around corners and stuff. Oh, okay. The last Ridge Racer game... I think was the 3DS one. Um, maybe the Vita one. I can't remember which one came out second, but um, but since then, and the Vita one was terrible. It was kind of free to play. No, it wasn't even free to play. But it came out and there was nothing with it, and it kind of they added loads of stuff later. Um, so there hasn't been a good Ridge Racer in well over a decade. They kind of revamped it with the kind of serious street version, and it was terrible. Wasn't terrible, it just wasn't Ridge Racer. Um, also, can you ask your mate Dom, who I'm presuming is Dominic Diamond, what happened <laughs> to the Games Master book? Cheers. Well, it's still coming. I mean, games books, as I've learned <laughs> doing these books, uh, take a while to 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 make. So it could have been submitted, um, but it yeah. So I've, months, I've, from from what I can gather, the Games Master book um, got its Kickstarter backers and did really well, um, and it's just in the production process now. So it will be coming. It's just. It'll be coming when it comes. You add on top of that Brexit, and because um, most books like that aren't printed in the UK, um, so the shipping gets added to that. Um, you get stuff like when if there's a certainly with the, with the Mega Drive book when it came out with me, there, there was a big massive uh, queue at the docks. Remember all there was a big kind of crisis where all the ships were couldn't get into the docks because there was just like a massive pile up. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of Variables. Shit going on just now in terms of um, products being manufactured and, and distributed, so it's getting there. Most of these things are what we get. This is a Games Master book. I've got no concerns. This is one more. Is Pilot Wings a dead franchise? Louise, your views, please, on whether Pilot Wings is dead. I've heard of it before. I don't. Good. Know. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that it's it's not completely alive and kicking if it's not. If it's only that I've just heard of it. I've not seen you play anything recently. There's been three Pilot Wings games. There was a Super Nintendo one. It was the debut one. Then there's Pilot Wings 64 and then Pilot Wings Resort, which is on 3DS, which was okay. Um, I don't think it's dead. I think it's just like all Nintendo franchises. It's it's resting. I will see another, <laughs> we'll see another Pilot Wings at one point, but whether that's this year, next year, five, ten years down the line, I don't know. Uh, as long as they, they ditch Woohoo. There was a period where they had this Woohoo Island, which is where Wii Sports Resort was based, and then they put Woohoo Island in a Mario Kart game as a track, and then they put Woohoo Island in Wii Fit, and you could run around it, and then they put Woohoo Island in Wii Fit Plus, and you could uh, freely roam it, and then they put Woohoo Island in Pilot Wings, and it's like, mate, can yeah. you <laughs> Claim off Woohoo Island for a minute and, and give it give us give us a chance with someone else. So yeah, I'd like Pilot Wings to be back, but maybe not on Woohoo Island. Um, <laughs> although it's been a while. I, I kind of miss Woohoo Island to be honest. 
Um, John Wright, the publisher of my books, asks, <laughs> any good video game books been released lately? Thinking retro Sega titles, <laughs> maybe. Well, I'm glad you asked, John, because his luck would have it. Um, the Mega Drive and Genesis Encyclopedia is available now in all boutiques. Um, boutiques? Priced at uh, 30 of your uh, UK pounds sterling. Um, it's got 901 games in it. Every Mega Drive and Genesis game released in the West. Every Mega CD and Sega CD game released in the West. And every 32X game released in the West. Um, a bumper book. Fun for boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, just... So you never talked about the Japanese stuff in there? There's, not, there's none. That's there's why. none in that one? Oh, right. That okay. one's was so many games. That to then add the Japanese stuff on top of it would have been an absolute right, so damage. The so the N sixty four one will have Japanese games, um, because it doesn't have a very big library in the West, and the Dreamcast one, which I've just started, uh, will also have Japanese games in the back, uh, which is good. Um, and finally, Louise Ryan Cobain, who I'm sure okay. has never had a a Kurt Cobain reference, um, <laughs> says. Is the console war still actually relevant in 2022 with the number of cross-platform games and the availability of multiple console-owning families? Should the players be as friendly as the platforms are on the internet? Should the players be as friendly? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... Hold on, we're just checking. I think the kid's woken up. He's just setting up. No. No, no, I don't think so. I think she is. Can you get the monitor over we're just checking the baby monitor now because it would appear that her daughter might be sitting up. She's just lying across the bed. You sure? Let's have a look. It's hard to tell because she's cleverly positioned herself off camera now. I think she's lying down across the way. You think so? Yeah. Okay, well, we're nearly finished then. I'll go up and check after this. Okay. Uh, she looks okay though. Um, yeah, what do you think about console wars? Are they still relevant? Oh, no. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that people would fight about something so stupid anyway. But, you know, it's... Is it still... Rel- I mean, is it still a thing? I, It doesn't... Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't seem as bad as it maybe was in... What was the one that came out in 2013? The PlayStation and Xbox when they came out. That seemed like it was... The PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like it was maybe worse then. But I don't know. That's just like a really... Um, It's... It's pretty bad just now. I think the problem is Twitter makes everything bad. Um, so everything that just kind of gets amplified even worse. So back in the day, back then, this may be an old dick again, but back <laughs> in the 8-bit and 16-bit days, the worst you got was playground arguments and then like jokey things in magazines. Like you would get Nintendo magazines referring to the grey station. And then PlayStation magazines would call the Nintendo sixty snore, and all that. And that's <laughs> about that's about as much as it got. It was childhood, like childish Just arguments. Fun, yeah. Nowadays you get fucking morons like going, "Oh, I don't even want to get into it." But but I think part of it is also the way the news, gaming news, has changed now. Where back then you only cared about what games were out, um, and and what games were on your system and what games weren't. Nowadays, everyone wants to know the inner workings of every company and who's who's the execs and who's been fired and, who's, and it's like so people cite those as if they have any bearing on what a console's worth is. Oh well, uh, Sony has Sony has acquired this company and therefore blah 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 blah. No, well, Microsoft's views on backwards compa- compatibility make it a better. Blah, 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 and it's like 
mate, play the fucking game that you've got. Like, the, the, the problem is console wars will never stop because console wars are created out of financial situations. Basically, most a lot of people can only afford one console, yeah, which is totally they're fine. They're so expensive now, and just because they're so expensive, and so that's, that's fine. You pick the one that you think appeals to you, but the problem is, for a lot of people, that isn't good enough. You then have to justify your purchase by continually putting down yeah, the other one, and it's like you can just just accept that some people get games that aren't on your system, and I know that's hard to take because. I'm sure PlayStation owners are sitting looking at Game Pass, jealous. Uh, and I'm sure Xbox owners are sitting looking at Spider-Man, jealous. Um, and I'm sure Switch owners are sitting looking at graphics, jealous. <laughs> um, and and it's just like, just it's easy for me to say because I'm in a fortunate position now where at the age I'm at um, and the, the situation we're at, we're comfortable enough that I can get these and, and kind of as part of my job because I, I kind of need to get them anyway. Um, so I'm fortunate that I have a Series X and a Series S and a PS5 and a Switch. Um, so um, it's easy for me to just say, enjoy what you've got, because I can like enjoy them all. So I get it. I get. I understand why people feel they need to justify their purchases, but just dial it back a bit. It's not life or death. There are people... The risk is overdoing it. There is life and death going on just now. like <laughs> And people are spending far too many hours arguing with each other on Twitter about oh but um, this this game runs at uh, full 4k on the Xbox but it only runs at 1800p on the on, <laughs> on the PlayStation therefore eat my balls and say like, well mate come on you can't even tell the difference you can't you can't tell the difference so just go over it um but anyway that was a Slightly more negative podcast than usual because <laughs> NFTs plus console wars is just like it's not the best. We're not in the best state just now in terms of video games, the the, the industry. But hey, and I've not even started on sexual harassment yet. But that's oh. I say that's for another time. But I don't even can bring myself to it. Um, just be aware that it's rife. Um, but yeah, so the, the, there we go. On that note, um, welcome back, Tyrell Hack. <laughs> To, yeah. to like uh, to the pit to the and this is why I had yeah, wine welcome back to the cesspit you yes. tanned that wine fairly quickly it's not big a glass come on it's big enough mate um, you were too conservative in your pouring is that right mm-hmm. it's the first time I've been conservative <laughs> um, so yeah thank you very much for listening um, if there's anything you would like to hear in future podcasts please do let me know if there's any guests you would like to be on the Tyrell Lack podcast because much as I love having my wife on it she is um, less enthusiastic about it <laughs> and I'm sure it's best for both parties if I can get people who actually know about games every now I and then yeah. um, I'm going to have Kate Gray on it soon at some point because people always ask to have Kate on it because um, anytime she's been on it's um, been quite funny so Kate will be on soon um, I've got another few people lined up uh, for future episodes I just wanted to do this one just to kind of get back into the the swing of things and let everyone know it's back, it's going to be regular again um, it's not going to be one every nine months like it has been mm-hmm. um, now that kind of life has um, eased up a bit <laughs> they can actually, there are actually hours in the day now that I can do things um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening uh, and I will catch you on the flip flop very soon, goodbye goodbye